I love that you mentioned that because I talk about that all the time. That's one of my favorite things to do. I, I describe it as calling it out. Breaking the fourth wall is another great way to describe it. I like that one too. Um, and one thing I always talk about is if you're going to call it out, you have to do it in a way that's not awkward. Like if you just say, well, I ran out of stuff to say, so um, yeah, then <laughs> it doesn't really do anything yeah. for you. The way you right. just did it, which is basically you joked about it. And I like to say you exaggerate and you absurdify, right? Like if a girl yeah. gives you a dirty look, you don't say, you just gave me a dirty look. You'd be like, wow, you just looked at me like you want me to jump off a, a fucking cliff, <laughs> right? And that way, <laughs> yeah. that way it makes it funny versus making it awkward. Um, yeah. You know, that's one of my favorite tools. Is there anything, I'd love to get your insights on anything about that too. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, any conversation that's in the present moment is going to die, right? So if you say nice shoes, uh, I'm just trying to think of the lamest thing possible here. That's an observation that's in the present moment. If you don't add anything, you've got like five seconds before that. that, that that's down a dead end. That's a cul-de-sac, right? So you have to move the conversation to the future or the past for it to go somewhere. So you could say, nice shoes. Don't worry, I'm not going to steal them. Uh, I don't do that anymore. I used to. Got into a lot of trouble, right? Or you could move it into the past, like, uh, yeah, nice shoes. Um, I, I, I like them. I, if had I bought, had I gone to the shoe shop when I was buying my shoes, I might have picked yours up instead. Uh, it would give me terrible ankle problems, though, so I'm glad I didn't. Now, effectively, what you're doing is you're talking bullshit, right? But also right. what you're doing is you're conveying your personality. So one of the... One of the fundamentals there as well, you know, I was talking about these fundamentals with the connection triggers is time. The more time you spend with somebody, the more you will connect. Uh, if you think about if you're in an airport, for example, in a, or in a waiting uh, in, in a lobby and you need to borrow a pen off somebody and you're all sitting around waiting for something, you'll probably borrow the pen off the person uh, you've, who's been sitting there the longest next to you, right? Or um, proximity is another one that you're, you're, likely borrow the pen off the person who's closest to you. So you have control of these, these very fundamental elements. They're time, space, energy, and matter. Um, and all of these are in your control. Massage? A massage? That, Wait, yeah, I mean... If you, time, space, energy, and what? Uh, time, space, energy, and massage is the, uh, is the fourth one. No, matter. 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 So, matter. Massage. 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 Massage supersedes all of them. Just walk up to people and massage them. That works too. Um, so one of the higher level connection triggers is, is moving matter. Right? So building something with somebody. If you build something with somebody, uh, you'll form a very strong connection with them. And you don't have to build something huge. You don't have to start a business up with them. You can do. But you could build a sandcastle with a girl on the beach. That creates a beautiful joint memory that you've both created there. Uh, you could build, uh, and it sounds cheesy, but assembling furniture, right, will form a very strong connection. So say you've got somebody who you know you're getting on really well with, and this can be guy or girl. Let's say it's a business owner and you really want to connect with them. Uh, and you're hanging out, you've got a coffee or something. Say, oh, do you know what? I could do with a favor. Could you give me a hand with some furniture? <laughs> right? Get them to build it with you. You're, you're bond on a deeper level because you've created something, even if it's a bookcase. So totally. I don't want to call that, I don't want to call that bookcase game, right? But I just want to give you an idea of what's possible. That's really cool. I like that a lot. 
It's, I mean, it's, it's something I do uh, that, you know, I find, I found very powerful and have a think about, you know, how can you scale that down? You know, you can start a business with somebody and you would connect massively. That would be an extreme. Uh, you could build a child together, right? But you could build a jigsaw puzzle together as well. Now, you're probably thinking, yeah, but I can't like walk around with a jigsaw puzzle under my arm. No, I know. But you can create opportunities together. So let's say you meet a girl in a coffee shop. Um, you could make something together. You could uh, start drawing a little picture and get her to draw a bit of the picture as well. Now you've created the picture together. You could fill in a crossword in the newspaper. That will start um, creating something. It will start building something. Even though this, that's like level zero, okay? But the more things you can assemble and create that, that are there, that somebody else can look at, the stronger your connection will be. So this is something that you do to turn a friend into a lover, for example, or to make, uh, to create it where you want to have a longer and more sincere relationship with somebody. Mm -hmm. I like that. <laughs> Let's go build a fort. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. That's the best one. Build a fort. Of course. Yep. Doing all that stuff is fantastic. In fact, uh, Oh, it makes me want to build a fort now, but I've only got three pillows in this room. How rubbish is that? It's going to be a terrible fort. A shitty fort. <laughs> a shitty fort, yeah. So, oh, here's another great as well. So, let's see. We have like 15 or 20, 20 minutes left. Um, okay. I'm sure a lot of these guys have better questions than me because they're smarter than me. But first of all, anyone have a question? Um, I have a question. Okay. When can we take your class, Marcus? We'll get. When can you take my class? <laughs> you're 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 actually banned. Uh, your competition, what? so I kind of like. But okay, if you I were to take the course, that's so not fair. <laughs> uh, you you guys would be my guests of honor. Um, yeah, the course we're running on the uh, on the uh, connection triggers. It's the very first time we're running. We've been designing it for three years, so. Uh, pulling in both our, our knowledge and Johnny hopefully be with you guys next week. But uh, we'll be running it on March the 13th over a course of six weeks. And um, yeah, it's going to be very intense and that's, uh, that's when you can do it. March 13th. And it's going to be, uh, can you explain <laughs> the format? Okay. So the format is much the same uh, in structure wise as we've got here where we have a, a small group, so we're looking maybe uh, maybe six to eight people and it'd be Johnny and I, and we'll be essentially breaking down each level of the, of the pyramid and installing it in your minds and then giving you tasks to put those, uh, those pieces into action. So it's an interactive course. It's not just us talking away. We've got a, a structure that is really designed to, uh, to get you to the point where you, you know, you're, you're leaving and you've got those bits in your pocket so you can bust them out. Uh, so the homework tasks that we've got prepared for you will be putting you into situations that are nice and simple, but will give you the reference points of, of really using each one of these connection triggers. So um, can you give us uh, maybe one more little an example of a trigger that's maybe because you gave us some of the fundamental ones. Can you give us one that's a little bit higher on the pyramid? Sure. Well, 
here's a here's um here's a a, a base one that I think would be very useful for everyone. Okay. And th- this I use all the time. Uh, this is like probably the most important thing of all, right? And very simple. Every single person you meet, everyone on this call has at least one goal in their life they're working towards. And they also have one obstacle in the way of that goal. If you can remove that person's obstacle or help them towards their goal, you will connect with them straight away. Their obstacle might be something very trivial. Their obstacle might be they're thirsty and they need a drink. Or their obstacle might be that they want to change the world some way. Whatever it is, it's causing them a bit of frustration. If you're the person who can take that frustration away, you'll have made a friend for life, guy or girl. And I'm not talking about uh, fixing a girl's problems in the sense of um, uh, trying to be a Mr. Nice Guy. I'm talking about you know what their dream is, helping them get towards that dream. So when you meet somebody new, very good question to ask them once you found out about them. Uh, good phrase. Tell me more. Uh, is you know, hey, so what's your big goal in life? Ask them. They will tell you that answer. If 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 they give you a really short answer, like oh, I'm not sure, challenge them a bit. Say, come on, everyone's got a goal. Uh, if they say it's to open a restaurant, let's say, don't take it at face value. Dig a bit deeper. Well, why is that? Why do you want to open a restaurant? What's the big? Uh, what's the appeal for that? And and find out really what makes their eyes sparkle about it. What brings them to life about it? The next question is, oh, so what's the biggest roadblock you've got right now? What's the biggest thing stopping you? And see what they say. They might give you a very vague answer. Like They might just say, oh, time, money. Uh, if you get that, dig a bit deeper again. So no, 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 really. What, it, what sort of money? Like how much are you talking here? Or why, you know, how much time do you need to do something like this? Whatever it might be, dig deeper into the problem. They, and, you know, they give you an answer again for that. What your goal is to do is to, you have three ways you can solve their problem or get them to their goal. The first way is you can give your time. Everyone has the greatest asset of all. The thing we're not getting any more of is time. If you lend your time to somebody, uh, that starts the connection, right? Even if you don't solve the problem for them, just lending your time, giving your time does, you know, it conveys that, you know, hey, I believe in you. I want to help you out. The second thing you can do is you can give your skills. So uh, I'll give you an example of this. There was a guy outside my house and his car broke down. And to give him my time, I'd just be looking at his car. And I don't know about you guys, but like when I like when a car breaks down and I pop the hood, I do that thing where I just like stroke my chin, looking at it going, hmm, yeah, like with no idea at all. Yeah, just like like it's basically if my girlfriend's looking, it's like, oh, he must know what he's doing. It's not. It's a lie. Right. I'm just looking at it going, yeah, I've got no fucking clue here at all. Right. So giving my time to helping somebody fix their car isn't a good use of my time. Because uh, it's going to take a long time, right? You don't want to give hours and hours to help someone necessarily. So the next thing I can do is I can give my skill, right? Let's say I'm really good at fixing cars. Uh, unfortunately, in this case, no, <laughs> I'm terrible. 
So, but giving your skill can can help people. Uh, I connected with a lot of guys. Uh, do you remember uh, the website Day Game? The uh, yeah, DayGame.com. They um, oh shit, I'm not allowed to mention other companies. But the guy who yeah, runs okay. that, I know that, he wanted, yeah. he needed a cartoonist uh, for some little project, and I'm a cartoonist, so I said, ah, I'll do you a cartoon, and that's what created our our connection, right? First of all, it, it was built around drawing cartoons. The third thing you can do is, and this is the best thing of all, you can introduce them to somebody else. Somebody else who has the time or skill to fix their problem for them. Now, when you do this, beautiful things happen. The person you introduce them to is really happy because now they potentially have a new client. And the person you've just helped is really happy because you fix their problem for them. Even if they have to invest a little bit of money to do it. So. That's called, that's called a win-win. Really good connection happens when there is an exchange back and forth. So a little exercise uh, I'd encourage you all to try out is, this is something we do in our workshops, is we ask our clients to think of the worst joke they can possibly think of. Now, Robbie, what's your worst joke? <laughs> Fuck. They're all pretty bad. Um... Okay, I got no one. pressure. Okay, what's that? What's the oh. oh, can you go again? <laughs> Having to tell your dad that you're gay. I didn't hear the uh, well, that's pretty bad, all right? But I didn't hear, I didn't hear oh, the setup. Hear the first part? <laughs> oh, I just thought you were making a confession or something. <laughs> the Carly knows. Oh, no. so I, I said, what's the worst part about rollerblading? And the punchline is having to tell your dad that you're gay. Ah, okay, okay. That's a great joke. And it's terrible. All right, so what you can do now, right, is your goal, if you're listening tomorrow, is to go out, walk up to somebody and say, hey, um, I know this is a bit random, but would you like to hear the world's worst joke. Yeah. Say it like that. Add the pauses. Yeah, you'll get a yes. If you put, add the pauses and build it up a bit and add a bit of value to it, you'll get the yes. They go, yeah, go on then. You say, okay. Um, and you tell Robbie's joke. Or if you have your own bad joke, tell your own bad joke. Right. As you deliver the punchline, they will either laugh, which is rare, uh, or they'll look at you like, ugh. As if to say, oh, God, that was bad. And then you say, what were you expecting? It was the world's worst joke. (laughs) Then you say, okay, now it's your turn. Tell me your bad joke. And they will either tell you a joke or they'll hesitate. If they hesitate, say, come on, everybody's got a bad joke. I know you have. Put a little little bit of pressure on them. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, they will tell you a bad joke back. And this is how you collect really bad jokes, by the way. Now, something very important happens when you do that. You've inputted into a conversation and then they input into the conversation. After they've told you their really terrible joke, you know, it, whether you have a laugh or a frown or whatever, introduce yourself. Say, oh, hi, I'm Robbie, by the way. And then see where that conversation goes you will connect on a deeper level than if you just approach them normally because you've had the exchange back and forth. 
Yeah, totally. So just, it's just a really good fundamental exercise to get that bit of that, that back and forth happening. Um, so that's, uh, that's what I would suggest everyone. Sorry, but, you, you got my dog really excited about that one. He loves bad jokes. So. Oh, great. I do. I try and keep all my jokes dog friendly. <laughs> um, one of the guys just posed a, a cool, uh, question here. Okay. Um, he says great so far, somewhat off topic, but are connection triggers recommended for use in text interactions? Well, that's a great question. And some you can use and some you can't. So, for example, the token one you can use, right? You could say, hey, um, you know, I heard you had a bad day at work today. And while I was out today, I saw something that when I saw it, you popped up into my mind. And I thought, I'm going to take a picture of this just to show you. So there you go. You're giving a bit of a story. And then let's say you send a photo of a sunset or you send a photo of a little uh, dog sniffing another dog or whatever it is, anything that, that you thought was cute. Uh, yeah, so something like that would work. Uh, building something over text is going to be a bit more difficult. However, yes, it is possible. You can build a reality with somebody. You can build a world with somebody, which is really super, super advanced black magic shit. Um, but sharing in-jokes uh, are, are a form of that as well. So, yeah, you can. However, they're best when you're face-to-face. That's where the deepest connections happen. If you think about all your friends, your closest friends, yes, you communicate through text, but you also see them face to face as well. Of course. Yeah. Um, real quick. Well, actually let me, uh, let me open up to another question because this one is probably will serve me, but not everyone else. Um, and sometimes, sometimes the guys in these calls can be a little shy about their questions. So don't be shy guys. Throw out a question, and we'll wait in awkward silence. I usually love uh-huh. to use awkward silence because eventually they somebody asks. There we go. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> I threaten them with awkward silence, and then they're like, "Fine," and then they ask. <laughs> so who is that? Uh-huh. Uh, Joel. More awkward silence. Okay, I- I'll ask a question. You gave that example of uh, back and forth. Is that one? connection trigger and how many have you discovered so far okay great question okay so that's a fundamental that's basically the building blocks so the connection triggers are like bricks uh you need the cement in them to hold them together and you need the foundation as well so if you haven't got any back and forth going on then you're not going to be able to fire the triggers off uh as powerfully as you could so in total right now, we've got 50 triggers. 40, we're in a state where we're, we've field tested, we want to teach. Uh, the other 10, we're still working out the best format for teaching those, the hidden triggers. And the reason we've got those little 10 ones spare, I'll give you an example of one of the 10, and you can understand why this is going to be a bit difficult to teach. Uh, one of them is getting into a fight with somebody, right? Like if you get into a fight with somebody and make it up, you'll connect deeper than if you never got into a fight with them at all. Sure. So obviously we don't want you going out and beating the shit out of people, but a way of applying that maybe would be uh, disagreeing with somebody. 
which is uh, how all fights start. Uh, and we really want to learn how to, we, we want to understand ourselves, how to teach that in a safe way. Because we love to go out and try this stuff out. Uh, it's how we get good at it. But we also want to do it in a way that's safe for everyone. So that's an example of one of the, uh, the outliers right now. Well, there's a funny story to just kind of paint a picture for how powerful that is. Um, one time I was in New York and I was at a bar waiting for a, an online date to show up. I think it was okay Cupid or something like that. And while I was waiting for my date, I met, ended up meeting this other girl who was really cool. And she was hotter than the girl who was coming for my date. Um, so I was a lot more excited to continue talking to her than to talk to my date. So to make a long story short, I told the girl who I was with to pretend that she was my girlfriend and to get really upset when the new girl came and to like throw water on me and pretend like I was cheating on her and all this shit. Um, so um, it kind of got a little bit out of hand because the other girl wouldn't leave and they were essentially fighting with me, but it created a, a really great connection with the first girl. Um, you know, maybe not the best thing to do ever, but uh, there you have it. That's brilliant. Any more no. questions? I'm sure there are guys. More. When we talk about communication, we say that like 80% is nonverbal communication. How does that play with this whole connection trigger process? Okay, so the, tra- the connection triggers aren't necessarily verbal, uh, any of them. You can use um, words to fire them off. So, for example, let's come back to the token one. You can, give a, uh, you can give a token to somebody. You don't have to tell the story with words. Now, if you're talking to somebody in a foreign language, if, uh, let's say I make a paper rose and present it to a girl at a bar, right, which sounds a bit cheesy, I could just walk up to her and go, here's your rose, right? Even silently, I could just hand the rose over. Or I could, like, you know, just pull it out and be a bit more elegant about it and kind of, like, put my hand on my heart and feign, like, ah, oh, look at you. Here's a rose I made for you. So the way you, um, the way you flourish them, the way you uh, execute them is, is more important. So all of them can be done without words. Okay, they're, they're, the, the triggers themselves are actions. So building something together with somebody, you can still do it. If, if we were both on a desert island speaking different languages, we could still build a little hut together. And um, that would connect us deeper than let's say if we built separate huts and we were neighbors. The dreaded silence. Got it, Derek? Yes, excellent. Thank you. No problem. Anyone else? Okay, I have a question. Okay. Um, so... Like going back to the token uh, kind of trigger, connection trigger, would it be like, is it kind of a sliding scale, like token wise, like where you, if you were to send a picture and a text message versus, you know, um, buy a drink or give like a sucker or like, you know, does it really matter or is it still like on the same level kind of thing? Okay, great question. So it really, like, my friend, he, uh, well, actually, you met him, Sasha, right? He's famous because he bought a stripper a car. That was like, he, um, he inherited loads of money. 
yeah, he bought the stripper a car like when he was uh, 21. And he wanted her to be his girlfriend. He's like, I'm going to buy you a car. And she took the car and he never saw her again. <laughs> so he's like, what? Oh <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Damn. I, I was like, was it just like a cheapy car? He's like, no, it's a sports car. I was like, was it a crappy sports car? He's like, no, <laughs> it was a good one. So where I'm going with that is it has to, you, you want to start small. Okay. You want to fill the, fill the situation out a bit. Like had he just bought her a drink and she would have drunk the drink and disappeared. He probably would have got a good idea for a lot cheaper. Like if it's somebody you really care about, you're going to have that bit of that backstory. I think what romance is, is about creating a story that you both share a shared reality. So if you, if you were buying something really big for somebody or you were creating something really big, you know, you don't have to buy anything. You can just make something and give somebody something. Like if I gave somebody my bracelet, that's, that's more valuable than a car to me yeah. because of the backstory. So it, it depends how valuable in your mind you make it. And if it's somebody you care about, you want to make it really valuable. Uh, and I think a lot of guys go wrong with romance is because they just, oh yeah, that, that's expensive. I'll buy that. <laughs> she like that. Right. When had you, had you conveyed why you bought it? That's not what you got, but why you chose that. That's what gives it its value. So I'd always say, yeah, give massively valuable things, but it's not the items financial, but fiscal value. It's the, it's the way you present it. It's the story you present it with. Um, had I just given that guy a beer and gone, Hey, look, here you go. and just handed him a beer. He'd be like, yeah, thanks. But because I snuck down and I said, Hey, everyone needs to chill out on a Friday. Then that, is what gave it the value. Marcus, you're just so great. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, but that's true. Like when it actually means something, you know, it's, if it means something, it means a lot more than if you just get it or something. That's great. Love that. One of my favorite gifts I like to get Carly is the uh, edamame chips. They're not chips. <laughs> no, they're not edamame. Seaweed, they're seaweed <laughs> crackers. The seaweed crackers that aren't crackers. No cracker. We do not have cracker. Only seaweed. So, little inside joke. But they're like two dollars. Right. She does black clips over them. It's great. Wow. <laughs> a whole three dollars, huh? <laughs> You're a gentleman. You know, I got to keep up with my Jewish heritage. Yes. So. <laughs> um, this has been awesome. I'm. Uh, I, I love. Like at first, I didn't really didn't really understand like, you know, were the pillars more like conversational tricks or anything, but now I'm really trying to, I'm really getting an idea that they're, they're these really cool, creative, like things to do in conversation or just in an interaction that will create a connection. Um, yeah. And it's, that's really awesome. I was kind of, you know, I was like, Oh, I wonder what these triggers are. And now they're starting to, it's starting to make more sense as you, you know, re- reveal a few of them. And I'm, I'm super excited to, to find out the rest of them when I come on the course with you guys. So. Oh, thanks. And don't forget, uh, you've got uh, Johnny next as well, I believe. Yes, next week. I'm sure he will spill a few more. All right, good. Um, logistically, uh, uh, price-wise, like how do the guys sign up? Well, I mean, obviously I can provide them the link. Um, and you mentioned you're, you're going to give us a special deal because, you know, because I'm cute. Um, off the, the normal price. So can you tell the guys about that? 
let's let's talk more about your cuteness. But okay, um, so the price is six nine seven. Uh, but what we'll do is we'll do it for four nine seven and knock two hundred bucks off uh, to say thank you for being here at the start of this because this is the very first time this has ever been taught, and uh, you guys are going to be on the front line with Johnny and I. So uh, we'll offer a two hundred dollar discount for you guys. Let's do. What are the timings timing of this? Robin, course? you have to pay double. <laughs> I was hoping for that. And, and sorry, um, sorry. go ahead with that question. Okay, so the timing. The times for the, uh, the, times for the calls will be uh, they'll be Sundays, and they'll be ten a.m. Uh, Pacific time. Cool. So you get a bit of a lion. Great. Um, and sorry, I have food in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was my other question about it? Um, 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 oh, and when is the deadline to sign up? Okay. Uh, the deadline is, well, let's have a look. What are we now? We are the, the second now. So the deadline would be uh, so we can get an idea of how many people we're, we're teaching, who we're working with. Uh, we want to get to know you a bit as well so we can find out what your specific goals are coming because it's bespoke training. It's not just uh, us chatting away. It's interactive. So uh, the deadline for that will be Friday the 4th. So you have, you have 48 hours, I'll say in a James Bond voice. Perfect. All right. Oh, uh, Friday the 4th. So I'll make sure everyone's aware of that. And so, yeah, any last questions before we we sign off? Anybody else? Ask me anything. (laughs) What's your take on improv? It's... Okay, yeah, improv's great. It gets you thinking quick on your feet, but uh, there comes a time where you have to leave that behind as well and just go out into the unknown. I think the best improvisers are the ones who learn all the rules of improvisation, first of all, and then they start breaking all the rules and inventing their own ones. And I'll give you an example of that. Uh, My improv teacher, he taught a guy called Eddie Izzard, and he became a very famous comedian on both sides of the pond. And what made him so great is he learned how to flow with the conversation, how to uh, take offers and build on them. But then he started to learn when is the time to block, when is the time to disrupt the flow for more humor. Uh, So I think improv is great, but don't let that be your, uh, your only thing. Once you, once you start getting good at it and it's time to move on into the unknown, into the next phase, which is freestyling. I like that. Yeah. And uh, I asked you that because we're about to run a little improv class that Carly is going to lead. So oh, brilliant. Guys, currently in LA, uh, make your way over here because we're starting in 40 minutes. So Holy uh, shit. I better get, I better get on the, uh, the train or something. Yeah. <laughs> Aero Mexico. They, uh, they have oh. a nice acting flight into Mexico city and they'll reschedule you a few times and you'll be here, uh, you know, sometime tomorrow. So, oh, that, that's yeah! <laughs> wow, that sounds fantastic. Uh, I'm 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 here till uh, March the uh, March the 18th. Oh damn! 
Yeah, trying to sun up my bald head. <laughs> Getting some tan. Well, I'm literally shit. a lolly. I'm a lollipop stick right now. I have a thin body and a sticky head. That's literally <laughs> what I've become. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Well, maybe I'll try to swindle you into coming up to LA before you go back. But uh, uh, well, I'll be in San Diego soon. Oh, even better. I'll see you there. Um, let me know if you need a place to stay. I got you. Oh, thanks. Connection trigger 23 there. Marcus has never had, never had a place for a place to stay ever. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. So, thanks so much for coming on. And I'm stoked about the course. Uh, and I'm looking forward to speaking with Johnny next week. So, we'll be in touch. Thanks for everyone else. Thanks, too. guys. And thanks for coming and joining us. Appreciate that. Thank you, Marcus. See you later, Carly. Bye for now.